Welcome to Farm Focus, a podcast by the Pennsylvania Farm Bureau. My name is Bill Ziders, and today I spoke with Ezra Swope of the Center for Beef Excellence. Uh, Ezra Swope with the Center for Beef Excellence. Um, I sit on the board as the vice president currently, nominated the board in 2019. Yeah, so May is beef month. I think, um, you know, we're kind of kicking things off. Uh, so, and give a little background on the Center for Beef Excellence. Um, it is a line item in the Pennsylvania Department of Agriculture's budget. Um, we were formed in 2008, I believe. Um, however, I will say this, we've really just kind of been reinvigorated in the last three or four years. Um, there wasn't much coming out of Center for Beef Excellence between 2008 and 2017, 18. Um, we got some new board members on. Um, I joined in 2019. Uh, as well as several others, but uh, the Center for Beef Excellence, kind of when we got on board, we uh, we developed a new mission statement. Uh, we developed a, developed a kind of a new handbook as well as kind of set forth a strategic plan, a, a five-year plan to kind of reinvigorate as well as build infrastructure in the state within the beef industry. So um, to give you a little background, the beef industry in Pennsylvania has been growing year over year. Um, which is different than the trend that is currently going on in the rest of the country, where there's lots of guys that are selling out due to drought. Um, but it's mostly been fueled by producers getting out of the dairy business and getting into the beef industry. Um, so we saw a need to build infrastructure. Um, so what we've done is we've kind of built a team or built a set of board members that will um, reach out to and continue to grow this board as well but we have uh, representation from the fed cattle market so we have uh, feedlot owners and managers that are on the board we have veterinarians we have cattle nutritionists we have stalker operators we have cow calf both commercial and seed stock um, we have private industry on the board as well so we've kind of bought, brought together the entire industry to give good representation at, to everybody as well as to every region in pennsylvania um, we brought folks from Western PA, Central PA, Eastern PA, and every corner to kind of give good representation because we have beef growth in every corner of the state as well, um, which is good. Uh, so that's kind of just a, a quick glimpse into it of, of what and where the Center for Beef Excellence is coming from. I guess where we're headed, um, our main mission, like I said, is to build infrastructure. Um, so we've, uh, we're, we've developed two initiatives, two programs that we're looking to grow and to continually add on to. Um, we've developed the bull credit program, which is the kind of the bull excellence initiative to help commercial producers and seed stock producers help the seed stock producers help market their bulls as well as the commercial producers help buy better bulls um, that will eventually go on and to, to improve and to add value to their feeder cap. Um, crops um, the bull credit it's a thousand dollar grant it the bull has to be a bull born in pennsylvania by a pennsylvania resident so the bull has to be bred by a pennsylvanian and the bull has to be purchased by a pennsylvanian so um which you know we, we want to make sure that the, the money is staying in pennsylvania that we're growing um we're growing the seed stock operations in, in pennsylvania as well as the commercial cow calf sector in pennsylvania so we want to make sure that everyone is being made whole we're investing in the right genetics to help improve our feeder calf operations. And this grant is to help beef farmer raise that bull? No, so it's helped to purchase that bull. Okay. So it's a thousand dollar grant to help purchase a, a registered, um, like I said, Pennsylvania born and bred bull by a Pennsylvania resident. Um, 
So if you're not familiar with the beef industry, I'm going to say uh, go out on a limb. Over 80%, over 75% of beef operations in the state are going to use a bull for natural service. Um, unlike the dairy industry, who are using AI almost 100%, the beef industry, when we're running on marginal ground or ground that you can't crop on, uh, which is our primary um, reason you use beef cattle is to use them as a resource to improve and, and to add value to that marginal ground is we can't access those cattle to AI or to sink them or to capture them or gather them up and, and run them through a sink program. So, so the majority of the beef operations in the U.S. today and in Pennsylvania are going to be using a bull to get those cows bred. And our big thing is to add value to those feeder calf operations, to those cow calf operations um, is to improve those genetics. And that's why we've offered that grant. Yeah, um, I would. I wanted to kind of circle back to something you said there about using bulls to improve uh, marginal ground. Could you explain? Could you expound on that a little bit? Yeah. So, um, you know, whether bulls or cows. So, Pennsylvania. I kind of divide Pennsylvania up, if you want to, into three regions. So, the eastern region or the southeastern region, which is going to be the highly productive ground east of the Susquehanna River. Um, you know, yeah, that's a lot of dairy country. You have a lot of a lot of cropping. Um, a lot of intensive and, and intensive operations and the central part of the state we still in that mountain valley system we still have a lot of fertile farm ground um, a lot of and that's where a lot of our feedlots are operated or are located um, and then where i'm located is right on the edge of the central and then western part of the state so i'm in bedford county pennsylvania and you know it doesn't pencil whenever ground costs anything over ten thousand dollars an acre um, to run beef cattle on it. it just doesn't and so you have to go after and you have to utilize ground that's going whether you're utilizing proper crops but you have to probably go after the ground that's going to be hillier rockier um, you know it's not going to be cropped um, it, you know where soil rate erosion might be high you're not going to be cropping it you're going to have grass on it you're going to have you're going to have some sort of forage on it so that's where cows are best utilized um, cows in my opinion are a tool they're a resource to help like i said if you're if you're an owner of marginal ground, they're the best tool to put out there and add value to it. If you're looking, because at the end of the day, we're a business, and um, if you're looking to improve your operation, you're looking to add value to it. And you and you're primarily in a region where there's a lot of hills, a lot of a lot of rocky ground, a lot like a lot of marginal ground. You're going to need to be running cows on it because running a tractor across is just not going to make sense. Right, and so the benefit of running a cow across it uh, is is what exactly? So that feeder calf so pretty much you know running a set of cows when i say running a set of cows i guess i should uh uh critique my terminology there but when you're running cows on it the primary driver in pennsylvania is the cow calf operation so that cow calf operation um is going to produce a, a crop of feeder calves and those feeder calves then get sold to a stalker or feedlot owner um and that's you know that's your major profit that's your major driver of income so so it kind of goes back to our bull credit program of adding value to that feeder calf crop by adding better genetics to your herd is going to, at the end of the day, increase your bottom line. Are there other programs you wanted to mention? Yeah. Okay. So um, we have our beef excellence initiative and it's kind of a catch-all per se. Um, the beef excellence initiative program is just a broad grant. Um, as of right now, it's at $2,000 um, that will be increasing in our next fiscal year. Um, however, as of right now, it's about a $2,000 grant and that covers a wide variety. And I've talked to a lot of producers across the state um, about this program. Um, we've used it in improving um, 
farmer feeder outfits. So guys that are feeding steers that were just getting started in the business, you know, they're feeding a handful of steers and they needed to improve or expand their, their uh, dry lot or their, their feeding lot. So we've used it to uh, buy some uh, build fencing systems to kind of, you know, fence out waterways and to keep those feedlot cattle in a, in a confined area. Um, we've used it, uh, I believe we've used it to purchase some chutes. Um, so we, some producers have used it to offset the purchase of a working system to help them process their cattle to, you know, vaccinate, um, use artificial insemination, um, as well as, you know, I, in my opinion, before you ever get in the beef business, you need to really you need to have a working system. Um, and a lot of our producers in the state don't. Um, and like most of it's just becoming from the, that transition from the dairy operation, the beef operation, where, you know, most dairies, you're working in a stanchion or you're working in a freestyle barn and you don't need a working system, a, a shoot system. Um, wherein with beef cattle, you do need to be able to restrain them. Um, you do need to be able to uh, kind of be able to put them in a head gate, lock them down to be able to work with them. It's both safe for the animal as well as the, the operator. So we've done that with that excellence initiative. Um, of course, as you know, in Pennsylvania, we're a large farm to table state. So we have a lot of guys that sell freezer beef directly to uh, consumers in the state. And so we've had uh, mention, I don't think we've had any applications come in yet, but we've had mention of those guys applying to purchase freezers for their uh, their their farm markets or their freezer beef business to help um, you know, set up either a farm store or an outlet there on the operation to sell USD inspected beef. Um, we've had it used. Um, and then of course, some educational opportunities. Uh, I believe we've, we've sent, um, through Penn State, I believe Del Val, we've sent some, uh, some funds to help students send them to, I believe the American Science. Um, oh, I can't think of the name, but it's, uh, it's, a uh, it's a contest. I think it's ASA or ADSA. Um, I believe it was in Texas last year, but we've sent several several educational opportunities of students throughout the throughout the two years we've been here. So, are you seeing a trend in sort of more on farm, direct to market, um, you know, beef operations? So I would say yes. And so personally, with my role, so I'm actually I work I work in uh, the animal health business. Um, and I travel a, lot, a fair amount. Actually, I'm in Fort Worth now, but um, I cover Virginia to Maine. And Pennsylvania has always been a, a very large player in the farm to table market. But across the board, across the nation, I would say with COVID and all that that's gone down, as well as the increase of costs, producers are trying to find ways to gather more margin. And the there's a there is a national surge in and farm to table and our farm to plate operations i mean even larger operator operators are starting to look at this model um to try to like say drive more margin for their operation because at the end of the day um there's limited land there's limited resources and we've got to be able to grow our margin in the industry and i think the farm to table model is the way to do it and like i said pennsylvania is leading the way in that direction and sort of circling back on that a little bit you know with the you know, COVID first and now sort of supply chain issues, inflation issues, you know, what are the things you're seeing uh, that are affecting the cattle market? And, and what are some things that are, you know, sort of popping up to deal with, the, you know, th this kind of new situation that we're in? Yeah, so, and I'll take it here. Um, there is a, a lot of opportunity in Pennsylvania for 
growth in our packing industry. So we, we I'll say this, I'll preface this by this. We do have two large packers in the state. Um, so that helps our conventional fed cattle system. So we have a um, JBS packing plant as well as a Cargill packing plant in the southeastern and north central part of the state. Um, and they do, like I said, they, they help and support our conventional fed system that, you know, there's a lot of cattle feeding states in the Midwest that don't have a packing plant. And so we are fortunate to be able to have that there in our neck of the woods. However, um, you know, that's, like I said, that's the conventional system. Um, if you play your markets right, and like I said, that's the commodity beef system. Um, for the producer, the average producer in Pennsylvania is looking to get in this fed cattle or direct to farmer sales business. There's a lot of opportunity for someone that wants to get in the butcher business. Um, small regional packer that's USDA inspected, I think would find themselves smack full business if they could get up and operate in the next two to three years. Uh, I know personally, it takes about a year and a half for us to get um, uh, kill slots at our, our harvest facilities in my neck of the woods. Um, and we're using two to three different processors um, to fill the, for the need for our own freezer beef. Um, but talking with cattle producers across the state, pretty much, especially in the Southeastern part of the state, um, folks that take their cattle straight to the consumer, um, they're picking their dates almost two years in advance. So there's a very large need for increase in USDA inspected facilities at the regional level. Um, you know, that are killing 10 to 20 head a day or five to 10 head a day or 25 to 30 head a week. Um, there's a there's a lot of demand for that. And um, I think that's one of our missions with the Center for Beef Excellence is try to probe and find ways we can maybe synergies with the meat industry to try to grow that opportunity. Um, I know the labor force is a major issue right now and trying to find that. Um, it's hard to uh, it's hard to really find an issue when people don't want to work. Um, so it's kind of uh, that that's kind of a hot, hard topic to tackle. But like I said, there there is opportunity for people that want to get in the, the beef butchering business. And I, that's a, that's a topic that CBE is really going to focus on the next couple of years. Other trends and supply issues, you know, I would just say we need to learn how to diversify. Um, you know, we've had a very down commodity market for the last several years. And of course, now with the spike in prices, uh, producers just don't have to get very strategic in their purchasing price or their, their purchasing strategies. Um, and like I said, that's where that marginal ground is going to kick in. You know, being able to utilize cows, utilize forage, um, you know, make a cow do what she's supposed to do and go out there and, and, and run rougher country. That's what she's designed to do. So, um, and that she, it's a util, utilitarian tool, you know, she's, it's, she's a fermenter, so, um, she can utilize byproducts, you utilize chocolate, utilize waste and those types of products from certain industries. And, and that, that's, that's kind of the per perfect reason why we run cows at home. So other than that on supply, you know, I wouldn't say there's many supply issues on the, the day-to-day -day operations, as far as, you know, vaccines or antibiotics or feed grade products it's mostly you know it's 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 things that are connected to what i would call the um the uh, modern day operating systems whether it's the packing plants or the transportation systems that's going to be our major issue I, I guess where do you see you know do you see any big changes coming in in the beef industry in the next you know two three four years anything like that um there yeah there's gonna i mean there's already been changes in the last two to three years that you never really expected. So, you know, it's hard to, you know, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a forecaster. I'm kind of one of those folks that uh, rolls with the tide per se. So, you know, changes happen every day. 
Um, you just got to be able to deal with them and adapt. And those that don't adapt aren't going to be around long. So I'm, I always tell people change is the only constant. So we've got to be able to be quick and lim limber. And I think that is the nice thing about Pennsylvania where we're situated. Um, we're close to an urban population, but we're far enough away from it that it doesn't get in our way. Um, so, you know, it, that is the, the thing where we're situated almost perfectly to supply a large urban sprawl. Um, but we still have enough farm ground as well as opportunities for growth into the conventional as well as to the, the farm to table system. So tell me a little more about, you know, uh, May, you said is beef month. Uh, or, you know, what does does uh, Center for beef, beef Excellence have anything in store specifically for May? Um, you know, what, what do you want people to know about that? Yeah, so Center for Beef Excellence, really, you know, we're really producer focused. Um, you know, so I think every producer in Pennsylvania should know today is beef month. Um, we really pretty much all we're doing is we'll be supporting the organizations that do go out that have a consumer facing um, approach. So the Pennsylvania Beef Council um, or helping producers that, you know, promote their own products. Um, so things like that. So, you know, I know there are promotions going on with with those organizations throughout the state through through multiple tiers i think radio station broadcasts things like that um we do have uh, nicole hawkenberry sits on our board she is the director for the center or for the pennsylvania beef council so she generally gives us an update on what's happening throughout the month and like i said pretty much getting on radio broadcasts talking about that i think there's going to be a couple uh there is I don't know when this will broadcast, but next week there will be a workshop for producers in State College, Pennsylvania, talking about um, the resources that the Pennsylvania Beef Council brings to producers to help market their beef. So talk kind of just going over um, what the checkoff does, as well as what opportunities for those producers that that are what I call consumer facing. So those guys that are going straight to um, consumers and selling the beef directly. So they're going to be doing a workshop, bringing in a little bit of a roundtable. So they're going to be bringing in some uh, some successful operations that have built their own stores that have direct marketed into steakhouses and breweries, and then also an outfit that actually um, uh, ships their beef across the country. So it'll be a little bit of a workshop, educational, as well as a uh, kind of a roundtable discussion. That, and that's still open for, uh, for folks that want to sign up. Like I said, that'll be happening next Friday in State College, Pennsylvania. And that's put on by the Pennsylvania Beef Council and the Northeast Beef Promotion Initiative. Right, and that would be what May thirteenth. That program is happening, and if people want to sign up, uh, where should they go? Um, the you can go to the Northeast Beef Promotion Initiative um, website or the Pennsylvania Beef Council. There is a Facebook ad going around. You can go to their Facebook page. Um, there is a link to sign up on that, um, and you can and you can reach out through there. What can you tell me about dairy farmers who may be transitioning to beef operations? That's yeah. really a very hot topic in our state currently center for beef excellence like i said that's kind of where our grant programs kind of play into producers that have are transitioning from a dairy operation to a beef operation is totally different whether you're getting into beef cow calf or you're getting into fed cattle or your backgrounding cattle um it's a different each one of those are different and unique to each other different segments but the beef as a whole is completely different than the dairy business you know it's a lot more low input it's a lot more, um, I guess you can say, seasonal. So, you know, it's not, I guess there's not as much day-to-day -day work per se, but it's still, um, it's still hard and still, you know, 
it's still a, a commodity market. So it, it takes the same amount of work. It takes the same amount of effort. Um, it's just a little bit different. And helping those producers transition, I think, is a big task that CBA is going to really focus on over the next two to three years. You mentioned you're seeing quite a few of those, and I think we all kind of have some idea of the reason, but maybe you could uh, expand on you know, what you think some of the reasons are that uh, this trend is happening. So there's a hundred reasons for it. Um, I would say we've seen the start of it in the first dairy, I'm going to call it recession or the first dairy crisis in the 2016 time frame. Uh, we had a lot of guys starting to feed steers. Um, that occurred. Um, and then now we've just had it. And a lot of it this has to do with, I would say you're seeing a lot of it in the southeastern part of the state where you have that urban sprawl. So cost of operation is increasing aggressively. Um, cost of ground is increasing. It's harder to stay there. And um, it's just, it's a, it's a very, I guess, tumultuous market. The dairy market is, I guess, is gradually changing. We're never going to see dairy leave Pennsylvania. Um, dairy is always going to be in Pennsylvania, I believe. Um, however, the, the dairy landscape is changing. We're going into a little bit larger farm. And when I say larger farm, so just to give you reference, I work, um, like I said, I work in animal health. I'm currently here in, in Texas and uh, the, the dairy operations in this neck of the woods are the moderate size ones are five to 10,000 head. So, you know, wow. Pennsylvania is still going to be the land of small farms, which I think we need to kind of pride ourselves with. Um, but the, the dairies in Pennsylvania are going to start vertically getting a little bit bigger um, to help with economies of scale, to help um, cover more costs, to help cover the cost across more cows. And what that's going to do is those producers that can't really expand or don't want to expand, um, I wouldn't say they're getting they're not, this not really being forced out, but they're just making the decision that they don't want to go down that route. And beef is a perfect option. You know, this happened in the West before it's happened in the East. So I take Iowa, for example, and in the Midwest, um, dairies got bigger out there. When dairies got bigger, we've seen more beef operations. You know, um, there's a lot of states in the in the upper Midwest that have a dual beef and dairy um, sector to them, very healthy beef and dairy sector. And I think Pennsylvania is going to follow that. Um, on the beef side, like I said, I can't really speak for the dairies per se. Um, that's really not my wheelhouse. But um, but on the beef side, we're going to see a continued growth as more dairymen that don't want to grow or don't want to expand or don't want to take that risk on. They're going to go for the beef operations, feeding steers. Um, and it's a viable operation. You know, uh, like I said, with those two packing plants in Pennsylvania, that gives us great opportunity to to feed these large urban areas that we're very close to. Um, and I don't think our producers really understand the value to that sometimes. Um, I was, was sitting in meetings this week and we were talking about shipping cattle from, you know, California to almost the panhandle, you know, sitting on a truck for 24 hours. Um, in Pennsylvania, we don't have that issue. So right. so that's, that's the one thing that we do have an advantage over. We do have a major cost of land our land cost is definitely is a disadvantage but um the ability and the closeness to two or i guess i should say four major urban areas is one of our greatest advantages and that's what's going to make the the attractiveness of the beef operation for ex-dairymen and i just wanted to kind of ask a little bit about yourself if you kind of want to give a quick kind of bio about you know yourself and how you got into typically like every other producer in the state um we run a uh 
we run a set of cows were generational operations. So technically, um, I was doing the math on this a couple months ago. Um, we are eighth generation Pennsylvanians. So living in Bedford County, Pennsylvania. Um, family's been there for eight generations. I believe we came over in 1724. Um, but uh, I guess I would be the fourth generation cattle producer, third or fourth generation cattle producer. Um, we started in the registered Angus business in, I believe, late 2000s, um, but we had commercial cattle prior to that, uh, had a short stint in the Charlet breed back in the day, um, back when they were eight foot tall. But um, yeah, so uh, pretty much just like I said, run about 60 registered Angus cows in South Central Pennsylvania enjoy it enjoy the seed stock business a little bit we sell angus and sim angus bulls um and we like i said we run our cows in in marginal to very hilly ground i don't try to compete with the sod busters on the uh, on the crop ground so uh we uh, we stick to pretty much just grazing cattle we don't do any farming uh it's all 100 percent grazing then we buy in all of our forages um we utilize great relationships with the producer the farmers in our neck of the woods to buy in hay or buy in uh cover crop silages to supplement cows through the winter, um, but we are a completely grazing operation. Okay. Uh, well, Ezra Swope, thank you for talking with us on Farm Focus today. And uh, anything else you'd like to add? Like I said, um, you can reach out to the Center for Beef Excellence. We have a website. We have a Facebook page. Go ahead and like that for any educational opportunities. Um, there, And for any beef producers listening, I believe our Pennsylvania Cattlemen's Organization is having their summer field day in Nottingham, Pennsylvania on July 23rd. Um, so go on the Pennsylvania Cattlemen's uh, website or Facebook page or the Center for Beef Excellence uh, website or Facebook page. Um, look us up, get out to an educational event. If you're a starting beef producer, apply for one of our grants. And if you ever have any questions, uh, all of our contact information is on the website. So feel free, like I said, reach out to any beef producer or any uh, board member that's on, on the board. We're more than willing to we'll sit down and visit with you and, and talk about the programs. So. All right. Great. And again, thank you for uh, joining us on the podcast and have a good one. Hey, yes, sir. Thank you for having us. If you enjoyed this episode of farm focus, please subscribe. Our next episode feature an interview with secretary of ag, Russell Redding on the subject of high path avian influenza. More episodes are on the way. And all of our past episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and on Podbean at pfbcast.podbean.com. Thanks for listening.